Well, um, I just felt like uh, the last time I spoke was February 25th, and um, 10 days after that, um, we got hit with some devastating news. <laughs> um, I share this because we're family, and I want you to know that we felt the prayers and your support as Becky has dealt with the breast cancer. Um, we had the lump removed, the tumor removed, and she's been going through chemo, and if you probably haven't noticed, the Hood family hair has gotten shorter after the last couple of months. And um, some of it was pink for a while, Bryson still has his hair shaved. Um, but I, I wanted just to share this with you and the fact of, um, you know, the scripture talks about to weep with those that are weeping, to, to laugh with those that laugh. And, you know, one of the um, uh, desires and, and vision that Kurt and Emily had for the church is that we would be family. And oftentimes we will share all the things of victory and power, but sometimes we never share the things where we're actually dealing with some struggles and um, obviously a setback for us um, with the cancer. But I, I want to just share this with you. We, we've had, we've cried, we've laughed. Um, um, Becky asked me, she had lost a lot of her hair and she'd asked if I would cut the rest of her hair off, and, and we cried, <laughs> and then we laughed, and my grandson uh, came in and saw Beck without her, her scarf, and of course, as three-year-olds do, she, <laughs> you know, he, he was uh, pretty, pretty jovial about the whole thing, and uh, uh, of course, Becky didn't really respond as well, and... Uh, and she was thinking, you know, I need to, you know, he needs to respect, you know, and, and she was going to go out, and, and we had several of the grandkids, and she came out, and, and Zane, and Loudon, and Josephine, and, and they were just all worshiping, and, and Josephine said, hey, let's just sing a song unto Jesus right now. And they were just worshiping, and Beck said, you know what? That's good enough for me. And... Um, I was asking the Lord, I said, so, because oftentimes we speak of all the, you know, the treatments and all those things, and, and I was asking the Lord, how, how would you have me describe, what would you have me give a picture of um, what Becky and I are going through? And, and the Lord gave me the picture, and he often does prophetically, he gave me the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, and, um, and I thought, that's it. You know how at the end of the movie where all the, the people around them gathered around them and, and supported them and rallied? To, and I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you as my family right here, we have felt your support. And, and somebody prophesied there's an army praying over you. I believe that with all my heart. And I want to just thank you for part, part, partnering with us in this time. And I, you know what? I, 
when I, I spoke last time, I, I, I spoke to you in the fact that we, Becky and I both believe that in the latter days of our life, that God's going to do more kingdom-wise through us in these latter days than all the previous years before. And of course, the enemy comes and wants to strike that down immediately. And I'm telling you what, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. All right, let's go on with the wonderful life. So um, the last time I shared with you, I, I spoke on the pursuit of the Holy Spirit and his power. And I, I want to I continue on that, but I want to continue on the, the Holy Spirit being the spirit of truth. How many, how many believe in this time and age where everybody says that they're speaking the truth, we need to be honed in on the Holy Spirit as never before? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, you, and I'll get into it further if I've got time, because I've, um, I'll get into it as far as I can, but you know what, everybody out there, all the news channels, all the, the, the radio talk shows are all spouting that they've got the truth. And I'm telling you something right now, and, and the church needs to hear and hone in on this as never before, we have got the spirit of truth in us, and we need to learn how to hear his voice and tap into that spirit of truth and walk in life. Amen? Um, there is all, I mean, I don't have time to get in it, but there are things even infiltrating into the church that are giving thing, us systems and systematic ways of doing things that move us away from our dependency and hearing of the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I'm saying it's a, a tactical move of the enemy to disengage us from the Holy Spirit because that's where the power is. It's never been in our persuasive words. It never will be in our persuasive words. It's always going to be through sign and demonstration and the Holy Ghost that brings the reality of Jesus and the message to the lost. Amen? And you know what? We need to be quieter and more powerful. You know what Wesley said? I only use my words as a last resort. You know what? We need to use our words less, and they need to see the power and the evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives without us speaking a word. Come on. So, I, one of the things that I wanted to touch on off the bat, and this is just kind of introductory stuff, and so I don't even know how far I'm going to get here. Uh, I just write it down. I don't know where it's going to go from there. But, but the Scripture says in Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 16, that the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. So the very entrance of our born-again experience, the Holy Spirit is birthed in us to say yes. How many know what I'm talking about? When you were born again, nobody had to tell you. Something changed in your spirit, in your life to say, wow, I don't know what's going on. Some, have, some said that was a euphoric feeling, some, but you just knew something had changed, that you were no longer guilty, you were no longer separated, but you were a child of God right then. Now, that's part of the work of the Holy Spirit. Then, then my tribe, uh, I grew up Assemblies of God. My tribe, we, taught, we teach the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and you can read in Acts. Uh, I'll just read one account of where the baptism took place. In chapter 19 and verse 6, Paul placed his hands on them 
And the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and began to prophesy. And so there was another manifestation, another work of the Holy Spirit, and I am very much saying yes in agreement. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to pursue God because he wants to give you that power. But I want to go further than that because oftentimes in the charismatic and Pentecostal realm, there's this mentality that when we've, got, we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that, that that's it. And yet in Ephesians, it says in, instead of getting drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, it says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. And so there's this ongoing filling of the Spirit that he wants to continue that goes beyond the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I can tell you personally that my encounters with the Holy, some of my encounters with the Holy Spirit have been much more powerful after the baptism of the Holy Spirit than it was uh, when I did get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? And so there's this progressive working of the Spirit that he wants us to yield and have uh, further and further uh, in our dependency upon the Holy Spirit. So I, I want to say this, um, just to give you uh, some background, because, you know, the Scripture says that we're made in the likeness of God. The, where we're made in the likeness of God is we're made, we're, we are a spirit. Say, I'm a spirit. So I'm made in the spirit of God or the likeness of God because I'm a spirit individual. Now, it says, I want to say, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in an earth suit. My, my, my earth suit happens to be from 1959. <laughs> I think it's pretty good for 59, so... It's had some reconditioning, but you know. So I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in an earth suit. And so it's very imperative to understand that even from the scriptures, God is always wanting to speak to us, to the spirit man that we are. That's because that's who he is, okay? So let me move on. So... Um, just to give some scriptural background to the spirit truth, in John chapter 16, verse 13, it says, but he, when he comes, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. In chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus said, it is better that I leave so that the advocate, the, whole, the counselor, can come. Now, how many believe that if Jesus says it's better for us on something, we need to believe that? So the, the very key that when Jesus said, you know what, I, want, I know you guys want me to hang here, but it's better that I go so that the advocate, the Holy Spirit, can do what he wants to do in our lives. Okay, so Jesus said that, and then it says in verse four, or chapter 14, verse 25, but the advocate, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and remind you of everything that I've said to you. 1 John 2, 27, as, you, as for you, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and the anointing is, the re is real, not counterfeit, just as you've been taught, remain in him. 
So one of the things it, it says there, not counterfeit, when, a, a, when somebody is taught um, uh, in, the, in the area where they're dealing with counterfeits, the, for example, all the, the money that they, they would look to, the, the, the studiers or those that would find out if there is anything counterfeit only study the legitimate. They only study what is, what is true. They don't study the counterfeits. They don't study the things that are, that are wrong. They only study. So immediately, when they, they encounter a counterfeit, they know because they've been studying the, the, the real thing forever. Now, I, I want to give credence to this because um, it's one of the things here, and people get screwed up on this, is that uh, you have no need to anyone to teach you. Well, outside of what God's Word says. See, we want people to teach us what God's Word, because that's the foundation for the Holy Spirit to bounce from. In fact, you know, it says, the Scripture says somewhere, I can't remember, it's, you'll have to check it for it, but in that very hour, the Holy Spirit will give you the things to say. Well, you know, if none of us are in the Word of God, None of us have, are saturating ourselves with the, the, the Word of God in our lives. We live, give very little for the Holy Spirit to prompt us with. Are you hearing me? And so, in this day and age where we can get all that we can, this and that, I'm telling you right now, you need to be in the Word. As never before, you need 70, I don't know, 80% of everything that the Holy Spirit's going to tell you going to come right out of the Word of God. And the things that begin to be more specific always have their root in the Word. And so it's imperative with all the things that I've, that I've been talking to you about in the fact that everybody's saying, follow this, do this, this is God, this is that. The only way you're going to know is learning the voice of the Holy Spirit and being rooted and grounded in God's Word. Okay, I know that's old school, <laughs> but you know, this, is a, this suit is from 1959, so you're just going to have to deal with that, okay? So, um, to proceed from where, how many were here the last time that I spoke? How many weren't? Oh, okay, this is, I, I got it. I, I, I don't mean to be redundant, but I got to be. So, I, I need to tell you the story of how I got into this. And so, for those that you heard this, the, the truck and trailer story, bear with me. So, I had my son's uh, four-wheeler, four-runner, and uh, U-Haul has this dolly, car dolly, that you, you run the front two wheels up on, and you can peel, pull behind a pickup. So I got that, and I, my son told me where I needed to drop, drop it off, and I, I had nobody to help me. And so I was trying to push the, the forerunner off, and there's like these indentations in the wheel wells to push it off. I couldn't get it off. And so I was like, man, what am I going to do? And I said, oh, well, you know, I'll just jump in the pickup, give it a little gas, and that'll get the, the, the forerunner out of the, you know. So I got in the pickup, gave it a little gas, and sure enough, like a whiz, that forerunner took took off the ramp and started across the road. 
And so I'm, I see that, and I say, oh my gosh. And so I, I jump out of the pickup to, to run after the forerunner to get it before it you know, caused an accident somewhere. And as I'm running after the forerunner, I look in the corner of my eye, and the truck and trailer are running down the street the other way. I'd forgotten to put it in gear. And so I ran with all that I had back to get and threw it back in gear. And of course, as I told you last time, the first thing I wanted to do is look around to see if anybody saw what I'd just done. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit just popped in just totally. And he just said, how long will you run after the things that have more power? And when will you run after the things that do? Now, I share that with you this morning because, you know, I, I didn't go back home after the ordeal and, you know, laughed at myself and say, oh, you know, Lord, what great mystery did you want to teach me out of this? No, I was already in tune through worship, through his word. I was already dialed in to the station that the Holy Spirit had opportunity to, 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 for my hearing to hear his voice. Amen? And so, Sometimes we, you know, in our religiosity, we think, oh man, to really hear God's voice, you know, I've got to be fast. And I'm not kicking fasting. I think, I, I want you to fast. I got, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. No, you know, it's pretty simple. God's just wanting us to worship him in spirit and truth, get in his word, be obedient and submissive to what God's asked us to do, and he will guarantee speak to you about the specifics of your life. Amen. So, I wanted to talk about three things that I've got 10 minutes to do it, I guess. I don't know. I, I might push the limit because, you know, what are they going to do, fire me? Um, <laughs> so, so, anyway. So, wanted to go to this. Um, in, in my learning the God's voice and, and learning the direction of God's spirit within my lives, I've had conflict. Um, conflict because I've found many times the things that the Holy Spirit speaks to me challenges my thinking and my understanding. So one of the things, um, it says in Proverbs, and this is really the keynote of where I want to be off of, it says, verse, verse 3 or 5 in chapter 3 of Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and in all your ways, submit to him, and he will uh, uh, make your path straight. And, and so, one of the areas that I think I have the, one of the greatest difficulties of hearing the Holy Spirit is something that I'm familiar with. I've done this before, Lord. I got it. I'll give you an example. In the spirit of Fourth of July, when we lived in Montana we would raft the Bitterroot River every 4th of July. And we'd, done, we'd, we'd rafted it, I don't know, three or four years. And um, this particular year, we decided to do a new section of the river. And previous to this year, we'd always pre-float it, my buddies and I would always pre-float it before we took the families out. But oh no! Not this year. We decided that we were, we were all that. We had the understanding to navigate the rivers of the Bitterroot, 
and we needed no pre-trip to show us the way. And we had borrowed some oars from a neighbor, and he, we told him what section of the river, and he said, well, be careful, because there's a log jam on that bend coming around Chief Joseph, and you need to be careful about that in, when you're, you're uh, rafting that area. We've got it, Glenn. We've mastered the Bitterroot River for the last four years, and we can master this. So, 15 minutes into our trip, there's a couple of rafts, and sure enough, we're coming around Chief Joseph, and there's the log jam all piled up gnarly. There's, you know, thrashing and all kinds. It just looks ominous, you know. And, and so we're, we're paddling, you know, getting around it, and all of a sudden the current and takes us right into that log jam, pushes the front of the raft up onto the, ra- onto the log jam, and flips us all out into the water. Well, that was bad enough in itself. I mean, that was a little scary. And we had our, our, one of our sons, Jacob, with us at the time, and he was the only one with the life jacket. And, um, and so... Um, we just thought, you know, we'd fall out and just coast down the river. Well, what happened is the river's current actually took us down and through all that gnarly mess of log jam. And I gashed my leg. Um, it was a mess. And we po- went through it and popped up about 30 yards down from where we went in. And, um, and we've gone back, we've talked about that story several times in, in regard to our son Jake. And, but the whole thing about it was that we didn't, we, we thought we had an understanding about something. And come on, you know what I'm talking about. We thought we had an understanding, an experience of something. And instead of depending or, or being careful towards something, we just blatantly go and do that leaning to our own understanding. Amen? So I I give you that because uh, being familiar with something, and I have to do this with my business all the time. I am not the the CEO of my business. The Lord is the CEO of my business. I have to continue to remind myself I am in in submission to Him about my business and my business decisions. I submit things, and I have been... I've not been good at times about that because I will lean, well, I've done this before. Don't want to bother you, Lord. I got this one type thing. And yet, what's important to us is important to God. And whatever, he, whatever is we're dealing with, he wants us to be part. Let me give you an example. And that's, this is not even in the notes. So this is a freebie. I didn't even work on this one. Um, I had, uh, I was in a business, it was a jet heat business, Um, we used, uh, it was a jet heater that we used to take to the oil fields during the winter months, and it was, it was really, really, I thought, going to be a very profitable business. Well, um, the the machines, um, the owners of the, the company that produced the machines changed, and their production of the heaters really dropped off. And we were having trouble with the machines. And so we ha- I had to put together 
five years of warranty issues to present our case. That sounds very boring, doesn't it? It was, and I thought, I was just like, man, this is going to take me forever, five years? And so, um, when I, what I did, um, I, I, the guys that I was in business with, they said, well, if you can put, I, I said, well, yeah, I gave you all the information, why don't you do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, you know, better if you did it. So I ended up doing it. And it was not a, and so I, I, I remember the Holy Spirit waking me up at four in the morning. And he said, let's do this. And so I, I said, okay, man, I'm on board. And I was, I had that whole thing documented and done um, by six o'clock that morning. It only took me two hours. Just boom, boom, boom. I mean, it's like, oh man, this is good, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's just feeling all over the place, you know. And, uh, and I could remember... I could remember just, you know, the whole day just kind of going like this, the presence of the Lord and the Spirit. And, I, and it was our, our golf league uh, that Thursday. And I think it was one of the last days of the, of the year for Res when we were um, playing golf at the Res League. And it was at Highland Meadows. And I said, you know, Lord, I don't want to, but I'm on such a good role right now. You know, I, I kind of like to play, you know, good, you know, this last... And, and, you know, so, some of my buddies would say, well, Rick, you've never really have played good. So, <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, we, uh, we're playing the back nine at Highland, Highland Meadows, and I hit this ball, and um, I think it was the 11th hole, it's par three, and um, they aerated the, the greens, and the sand just puff blew up, and I, I said, where'd my ball go? And... All the other old farts couldn't see it either, and so, I don't know, I, I think one might have gone in the hole. I said, no way. And so, sure enough, I get up there, and I've got a hole in one. Wow. And, um, but the, the thing that was even more powerful about it, I've got the plaque, and I've got the ball, and all that good stuff, but the Holy Spirit, when I went to grab the ball, He said, I want you to remember this day for the rest of your life, because what's important to you is important to me. So there's not any small thing that not God's not interested in within your life. Are you hearing me? Okay, now, so I was a freebie and I'll just, I'll just, it's 11.29. What kind of liberty do I have? Okay, all right. So, so God God's, um, wants us to pursue him, to not lean on our own understanding, but to, to pursue him for his wisdom on every, even the smallest details of our life. One of the things, um, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll pass, well, no, this is good too. How many know that I'm a storyteller? And yet, that's what Jesus was. And so, um, we were in ministry in Scott's Bluff, and um, I'm giving you life experiences to give you an example of how God wants to speak and, and really honestly, sometimes the struggles that we have with that. In this particular case, we had all of our kids, our four kids in the Christian school. And Christian schools are expensive. And that wasn't probably as expensive as they obviously are today. But, but the uh, administrator asked me, it was an older school, it was actually an old elementary school, that um, the Christian school bought, and basically we were trying to refurbish it. And so, um, with my 
my experience in building and, and so on, the administrator had asked me at the very time that we had put our kids into the school if I'd be interested in being the maintenance guy at the school. And I just like, and they were paying $10 an hour. And, um, and I just said, no, that's just not going to happen. And because um, I was making myself a whopping $18 to $20 an hour myself at that time. So this went on for three years, and uh, the administrator would relentless. Every year he'd ask me again, and, and I did the stupidest thing I could ever imagine to do. I told him, yes, I'll pray about it. Because obviously, God's going to say no, because I'm, you know, my time is more valuable than $10 an hour. And, and so we, got in, we engaged, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit was saying yes. And I, it just it messed me up. I, I, just, I, I, I thought we would just be totally in agreement about this. And I said, you know what? I charge an hour, and this is way under that. How could this be right? This is wrong. And, and you know, I hate it when the Holy Spirit does it, but he's so right on. He said, he said you mean if I call you to something your monetary value is more important than my calling. I hate it when he does stuff like that. What do you come back with on something like that? And so I said, okay. And so I went and told the administrator, and Becky helped. And I don't know, there had to be a thousand urinals in that place. I mean, it was just ridiculous. We just go from one urinal to the next, you know, through the whole build. I mean, it just it seemed like the whole... And, after a year, after, no, after a month, after a month, the administrator came to us and he said, you know, you and Beck have just been doing a really great job and yada, yada, yada. And he said, I just want you to know that we have some anonymous uh, givers and they've covered all your kids' schooling for the, rest, for the whole year. See? You see? See, we limit God in our understanding, and God wants to, if we'll just trust Him. If we'll just trust Him. And, and part of it is our old stinking thinking. Isn't it? I don't know. I, it just... So, I, I want to do this... Um, because I've shared so many stories, I think I'm just storied you out. But, you know, one of the things that Pastor Kurt shared last week about being dangerous, and I've been meditating upon that, is that for a person or persons to be truly dangerous, they have nothing to lose. And for us spiritually to, to, to bring an a, a change to the environment of Greeley. We have to be a people with nothing to lose. And you know what? That will become contagious. As we will allow the Holy Spirit to loose us from the things that we're holding. So, you know, at times I, I've, I've looked at my age, I'm looking at my security down the road. And I've looked at, mm, you know, Lord, am I holding on to that too tightly? Or, you know, 
if I look foolish, you know, in something like this, and doing, you know, will that affect my peer group that I hang with? Will that kind of give, you know, will they want? There are all kinds of things that keep us in fear to public opinion, to our security in life that will keep us from being loosed to be dangerous within God's kingdom. So I'm going to pray over you um, because that's what I'm going to do. Let's stand. Are you going to do some more worship? Okay. Why don't you guys come up? Father, this morning, I just yield, we just yield to the spirit of truth to guide us, to lead us, to instruct us, not just for ourselves, God, but for those that you want to us to lead out of darkness as well, God. We pray, Father, for the Holy Spirit power. We pray for heaven, wisdom from above, God, to saturate us. We pray, Lord, that you would increase our hunger for the word of God. We pray, Lord, that you would increase our appetite to pray and to ask and to seek you, God, for guidance within our lives. We ask you, Lord, right now to help us let go of the things we're afraid of that keep us locked up right now. And Lord, we just loose your spirit to speak what those might be in our individual lives. We give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.